Welcome to Speak for Yourself, Marcel Swati, Emmanuel Acho. Let's get it started, y'all, with the NBA Finals for the Warriors. Looking to avoid going down 3-1 in the series with a win tonight in Boston. They lost by 16 points in game three, but on the bright side, Steph Curry said he's playing tonight despite having his leg rolled on late in the game. So, Acho, is tonight a must-win? What? Must-win game for the Warriors? Uh, it's a prefer to win. <laughs> uh, so I would like to win. I don't think it's a must win, not an absolutely. Oh. So we have to remember the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. are the more talented team. They're not the yeah. more athletic team. I'm listening. They're not the younger team. Mm-hmm. They are not the stronger team, but they are the more talented team. The only reason you could say that this is a must win is if you don't believe that Golden State can beat Boston three times. If you don't believe that Golden State can come back from down 3-1. Mm-hmm. But we've seen this Warriors team come back from down 3-1 before against the likes of Kevin Durant, against the likes of the Thunder, coming back from down 3-1 so much so that they brought the best player, (laughs) one of the best players, to their team because they embarrassed him after they came back from down 3-1. It's not a must win. It is a Mm. I would prefer to win. This Warriors team has the ability to knock off three in a row. And if we're being honest, America, if I'm being honest with you, Marcellus Wiley, be honest. if and when the Warriors win tonight, you do realize they have completely taken home court back. It is now 2-2, going back to the Bay, in which now is best of three, and they got home court advantage. So we acting mm. like this game is such a Warriors must win, <sighs> when in all honesty... If the Celtics don't win, yeah. they in trouble. Yeah. So it's not a must win. I would prefer that the Warriors win. But even if they lose, mm-hmm. I ain't really tripping because I've seen them come back from down 3-1. Oh, man, man, man. You got me over here against the fence because I got to break my own code. You know I don't talk in absolutes you like don't. this. Must win. You must win. No. But I think that Golden State, y'all must win this game because you even just acknowledged it. If you win, then all of a sudden it's 2-2 with home court. Go say, let's go. But if you lose, oh, God, we are down 1-3, and they still have home court. And now we're supposed to beat this team how many times? Three times? In what? In the next three games? All of them? We got to win every single game, three for three, when we just went one for four? (laughs) Good luck with that. Historically speaking, Acho, because I don't think you really believe what you just said there. I think you had a little pom-pom in that talk right there. Historically speaking, teams that are down 3-1 in the NBA Finals, you want to know what their record is? 1-35. and One win and 35 losses. And the one win came against the Golden State Warriors with the Cleveland Cavs 2016. God, dog, this don't sound good. This is why this is a must win. I'm breaking my code because of this. I've noticed that I give out advice differently based on who it is. Mm-hmm. If my boy asked me a question, I got a different level of honesty than if MJ asked me a question. Fair. I think you right now just gave a response for the Golden State faithful, the MJs out there. You didn't talk to them like your boy when you say, dog, if you don't win tonight, don't call me after Fair. the next game because it's a wrap. The inevitable will occur. So in this situation, if I'm being real, I'm talking to my boy, Golden State, ain't no way y'all going to lose this game and then all of a sudden rally after this. You guys came into this series, as you said, the more talented team, more experienced team, the team that's supposed to win this series. And then what happened after the game one? Oh, man, we lost. It's okay. Now that was a wake-up call. Oh, Horford and them ain't going to shoot like that again. Okay, so then you win game two. Then you come out here and get smacked game three. Oh, 
You know what's happening right now? Y'all feeding the dragon that's in your room. I'll get to that story later. But basically, something that you don't even think exists. Ain't no way we gonna lose to Boston. All of a sudden, it's getting bigger and bigger. After game one, it got big. After game three, it's gotten bigger. You lose tonight? Oh, that thing is out of control, and it's going to be breathing. So do you realize this, though? And I'm realizing it now. Now I have to bring it to your mind and to y'all's as well. Hmm. The Celtics need to win this game more than the Warriors. Let's hear it. If the Warriors win it, when the Warriors win uh, this game. Freud, wake up. 2-2. <laughs> two, two, yeah. Going back to the Bay. Okay. All of a sudden, it's literally just a best of three, and the Warriors are at home next. Yeah, yeah. When the Warriors win this game, they have full control of this series. Mm. Celtics win this game. Congratulations. You're up 3-1 against a team that's come back from down 3-1 against one of the best players of the generation. Yeah. But when the Warriors win, now the Celtics are sitting here like, oh, they done beat us at our house, and they done beat us at their house. Same. We better go back to their house. Same. Where they beat us before. Same. And now they got advantage, and now they got momentum, and now they got confidence. Ah, uh, really, it's the Celtics you think? that must win mm. this game because if the Celtics lose now the Celtics have given the Warriors home court and it's 0-0 let's play ball big dog but home court didn't matter for game one so home court's not gonna matter if they lose this game and then you got to go back there because you already defeated that dragon you already slayed that dragon so everything you're gonna say the Celtics are gonna feel the Warriors are gonna feel that but they're gonna feel the added pressure of we shouldn't be in this position we should be down here with the Celtics feeling the same things because we were the favorites. So this is what really is going on right here. The only thing that you're really holding on to as a saving grace is that if the Celtics lose, mm -hmm. it's 2-2. Two -two. It's hard court. Oh, but we all feel the same thing. But what if the Warriors lose? Let's be real. The game ain't played on calculators, right? No, nah, no. Nah. Only stats. Because cats always say that. The game ain't played on calculators. Move with all them stats. And that's the only thing that's going to give the Warriors confidence. That calculator. The math. Oh, mathematically, we're still alive. But psychologically, you're dead. 1-3 means you're going to lose the series. Only one team has ever done it. And this team doesn't look like they are built like that one team. That team had LeBron James. Mm -hmm. That team had Kyrie. That team had Kevin Love. This team right now, Steph, hobbled. Clay, not the same. Dre, limited. And never was the guy that was going to carry you guys to a championship in the first place. So where are they going to muster all of this if you already lost three games out of four? Now you're going to sweep them the next three. Because the biggest thing to overcome is the doubt of doing something that has never or rarely been done. Rarely, right, right, right. One in 35. That's how many times the team has won when they are down 3-1. And that one is obviously, as you know, King LeBron James. Against the Warriors. Against the Warriors. Right. However... The Warriors have literally come back from down 3-1 against a team as super talented when you want to talk about the crux of the talent, Jason Tatum, Jason, Jalen Brown, uh, Kevin Durant, Westbrook, et cetera, yeah, yeah, as yeah. super talented mm -hmm. as the team they're playing. Yeah. So the hard part from coming back down 3-1 isn't just coming back from down 3-1. Mm. The hard part is looking at the ground you have to make up and doing it and okay. making up the ground. Go track and field, or we can go workouts, whatever you want to do. Damn, you in everything now, <laughs> my dog. The hardest part, sell of a 6 a.m. workout. Go back to Columbia, I'll go back to Texas. 6 a.m. workouts, y'all. It's very early morning. Your alarm clock goes off at 5.15 in your dorm room, or if you're on cam off campus living, mm. you pull into the facility, you get the crusties out your eyes, mm. you see all your boys putting on their tights, putting on their shirts, and it's not even sunlight out yet in your stadium for 
For me, it was 100,000 for sale, maybe 10 people. Um, <laughs> but the hardest part, okay, the hardest let's part go. of a 6 a.m. workout isn't the workout. What is it? The hardest part is having to get there and oh, overcome, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to oh, do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The hardest part for the Warriors of coming back from down 3-1 or teams coming back from down 3-1 isn't just coming back from down 3-1. Mm. is, yo, I really got to do this. Yeah. But the Warriors have already done it. Uh. Any workout that you've already done before isn't nearly as daunting. Why? Because mm. you've done it before. Mm. Ask me how hard running a marathon is. I can't run a marathon. Mm. Ask somebody that's running a marathon. You know what they all say. I'm sure you've talked to them. It ain't nothing. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm Keep looking at them like, Keep you sound hurt. stupid. <laughs> I can't do it. But they know that I can because they've done it before. The Warriors have come back, come back from down 3-1 before. It ain't nothing to them. They won't be in that predicament. Mm. But even if they are, mm. it ain't nothing to them. Oh, let's stay with that example and let's torture that analogy. Um, you're comparing the NBA Finals down 1-3 to the Western Conference Finals of years ago. It's kind of like a, a half marathon to a marathon, like a little bit there, a 5K. I, I, it's nothing, dog. Well, then run 26 miles. Uh-huh. My feet hurt. I need some different shoes. This is a whole different animal. Let me tell you why. It's not just the road in front of them if they're down 1-3. It's the fact that they're not even built to come back from a 1-3 deficit. That's in part why they will be in a 1-3 deficit. They're playing the number one defense that has taken this team from 114 points a game. Every other team you played in the postseason, you're down to 105. Steph is now hurt, coming back. And then if you look at it, you're a losing team on the road. That proposition of running this marathon from down 1-3 means you're going to have to win one in Boston. Well, you guys are a losing team in Boston. You guys are a losing team this postseason, no matter who you play. So now you start to have your own doubt birds in that example. For me, 6 a.m. workouts, the toughest part was two things. One, the day before, what time am I going to bed? Because yep. I got to figure this out. But I'm in college, so sometimes I ain't going to lie. I didn't have to wake up for 6 a.m. workouts. I didn't go to sleep from the night before. Went straight through it. No alarm, no crusties. Coach like, Wally, ready? Yeah, catch me about 8 o'clock. Wally <laughs> going to bed. But this is something that can labor on your head emotionally even before the task that you have to journey. So if you go down 1-3, not only do you have to overcome down 1-3, but you got to deal with that mental tax of, we can't slip up at all. Putting that stress on who? Jordan Poole? Putting that stress on who? Draymond, who has five points a game? Who are you putting the stress on? Clay? Clay, like, look, I'm 90% of who I am, not 100. Putting that stress on Steph? Steph's like, dog, I got one ankle right now. I'm going to try. But even as Steph has gone off in this series, averaging 30 points a game, and guess what? They're still going to potentially be down 1-3. I don't know. You haven't run a marathon. I haven't either. And maybe those people that told us it ain't that hard, Lying to us because, <laughs> bro, this sounds like a daunting task. Coming up, the spotlight is brighter in the NBA Finals, but which player is under the most pressure? Ah, oh, we'll answer that next on Speak for Yourself. Under pressure. Warriors, Warriors! We'll try to tie the NBA Finals tonight at two games apiece. Steph Curry says he'll play after injuring his leg in Game 3. Draymond Green would like to forget that game after finishing with only two points for Boston. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 53 points in the win. Got to bring in Fox NBA analyst Slick Rick W. Girl. But Acho, who's under the most pressure in Game 4, homie? It's pressure tonight for Money Green. It's pressure tonight for Draymond. Um... Who is Draymond Green? Draymond Green is maybe the best defender of this generation, this era, if you will. 
Who is Draymond Green? Draymond Green is definitely a Hall of Famer, but it's time to be honest. Draymond Green is getting into the Hall of Fame, which he will eventually on a buddy pass. Mm -hmm. So Draymond Green is under pressure tonight because now all eyes are on you, Draymond. Mm. Who is Draymond Green? We've all been here before, so you all visualize this situation. It may happen to you tonight. <laughs> Draymond Green is a person that gets into the club behind his homeboy or behind his homegirl. You know when you're getting into the club and that one person grips your bicep as you navigate past the crowd? <laughs> they grip your bicep to stay in close enough because they know you getting in and they trying to get into to make sure they do not get stopped. The mm. person that's gripping your bicep ain't got to do no work. They ain't got to talk to the bouncer. They ain't got to talk to the party promoter. They ain't got to talk to the owner. They are just with you and so they getting into the club. Draymond Green is getting into the hall but he's getting in on a buddy pass. Now, the reason the pressure is on him tonight, because Draymond is officially walking into the club or walking into game four first. Now Draymond Green got to talk to the bouncer at the door because all eyes are on Draymond based upon his performance in game three and based upon all of the no notoriety he's gotten leading up to the series. Slick Rick, we say it all the time. You can't call for attention and hang up. Mm. Draymond Who Green has called for attention. Marcellus Wiley has said that. Grandma. Draymond Green has <laughs> called for attention, and now everybody's picked up. All lives are on him. Draymond, can you get the Warriors into the club on your own fruition? Can you get to the war get mm. the Warriors into the club, or really get them through game four? Mm. Draymond Green. Mm. It's no longer time to enter in on Steph Curry's dime, enter in on Klay Thompson's dime, enter in on Steve Kerr's dime. All eyes are on Draymond Green. The podcast might be the Draymond Green show, but tonight, game four, <laughs> it needs to be the Draymond Green show. Mm. It's not Draymond Green. We got to start at the top of this mountain. Can we please call this what this is? Steph Curry understands. Steph Curry knows. He's the one who's getting his bicep grabbed as he's trying to get into this club because he knows the pressure is on him. Why is it on Steph Curry? Because of all of the top players of all time. Steph Curry seems like he is under the most criticism, at least of late. Why? Because people don't know exactly where they should position Steph Curry. Some people are trying to prop him up and put him in the top 10. Why? Because he's the best shooter of all time. But then some people have him lower in the teens, maybe even just top 20, because Steph Curry, what have you really done on your own? And that's what's gonna come in this conversation. We know he won the first championship, correct? And he won that without KD, so that's a notch for Steph Curry. Except when you further analyze that championship, you realize, Steph, you beat up on a team that had LeBron James, and then who was the second best player? Matthew Della Vadova? No Kevin Love? And we only saw Kyrie for one game. So, Steph, uh, don't walk around with the flex on that championship like all others. Then, of course, KD comes and KD's finals MVP, blah, blah, blah. So Steph was like, look, I helped build this thing. Y'all ain't give me my full props. Now I've rebuilt this thing. Now look at us. We're the favorites. We're going against the Boston Celtics. We're the first-year head coach. We're young players that have never been on this stage before. I'm the experienced one. I'm the all-time great. They don't even have a top 75 player. It's my time to sh <laughs> Oh, my God. Are we down in this series? Potentially down 1-3?
Anybody got KD's number? Oh, that ain't going to help. That ain't going to happen. So now all of that pressure is on Steph Curry. To your example, Acho, I've been that guy before. Like, I'm standing there. I know I'm going to get in. But damn it, I brought all my boys. I brought Draymond. <sighs> There's pressure on you because you got to flex so much that you got to get them in as well. Draymond is suffering in part because Steph and Clay are not doing the same as Steph and Clay of old. Whoa, 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 whoa. And that's, that's where Draymond is grabbing that bicep <laughs> and he's trying to get in on that club. You know, hey, hey, Slick, I need you to back me up here, but you know Steph and Clay look just as good getting into the club as always. 31 really? and 25. That's one game. 30, but that's the same game. That's one which, game. That's the same game in which Draymond Green had a career low performance. Slick, it's all you, but I just had to get that in there. Get to that. I appreciate you getting that in, and I am with you to a certain extent. Acho, by the way, if I never hear about KD's toe or Matthew Dellum's toe <laughs> again, it will be too soon. That said, I am with you that the most pressure is on Draymond Green without question. Mm. I just don't like why you said there's the okay. most pressure. Talk to on me. Him. I'm all ears. Part of that being that he hasn't earned his stripes yet, as if all that he's done in the previous championships hasn't earned him the honor of being in of being put in the hall of fame or his part in those championship rings. It's not as if he has something to prove now in order to justify his previous association with clay and Steph and being a champion. It's, it's the other part. And you did reference it. Much of this pressure has been self-induced because he has put himself out there. And if you've listened closely he really hasn't given the Celtics a whole lot of credit. He said they're good, but the reason that they've lost, the Warriors have lost, is because he, Draymond Green, didn't play with enough force that he played soft and has made it sound as if this is all a matter of whether he plays well or not. And that's going to be the determining factor here in terms of whether they win. And the truth of the matter is, he hasn't just had one bad game. Mm -hmm. People are looking at game three, and certainly that was not what we expect of Draymond Green. But game one was barely better than that. Had rebounded well, but as far as his offense, wasn't contributing at that end. So uh, you take that and you take then his defense of his podcast when asked about it by the media. And I dare say he defended the podcast more strongly than he did the basket when mm. they played in game three. Good point. And that's why in game four, he is in the crosshairs more than anybody else. I don't really understand, though, Marcellus or Acho. You guys are talking about both Draymond and Steph as if they still have something to prove. Oh, no, sir. And I don't believe uh -huh. that's the case uh -huh. in either one, mm -hmm. particularly when it comes mm -hmm. to this series. Yeah, they do. No, no. Uh, Marcellus is saying that Steph Curry has to somehow justify that he's been put in this special circle. And Acho, you're saying that Draymond Green has to justify that he's been re recognized as uh, a, a member of a championship, a contributing factor to a championship team. I don't see it as, as being that. I'm not taking anything away from their priors to suggest that if they don't beat the Celtics or they don't perform to a certain level in this series – that it, it denigrates or dismisses everything that they've done prior to this. This is a separate situation, and this is a different team. So I can't give you all that, but if I'm going to side with one or the other, Emmy, I'm with you. Draymond Green is in the crosshairs tonight. My dog, Slick. Mm. Mm. 
Here's why I think Draymond is under so much pressure, because he's made his living off being a loudmouth. And it's been a phenomenal living, $100 million contract, of which he will remind everybody in his postgame presence. <laughs> I make $100 million, what's a fine to me? So Draymond Green makes a living off being a loudmouth. Here's the thing. You can only truly be a loudmouth when you win. Because otherwise, you're just loud and irritating. Mm, mm, Keep in mind, mm. there are going to be a lot of parallels if Draymond does not win right now to sell what happened last year with Sha'Carri Richardson. Mm. Sha'Carri Richardson track and field was dominating, and she was loud and proud. But then she was loud and last. And it's a big mm. difference between being loud and proud yeah. and being loud and last. If Fair. the Warriors do not handle business, in part because of Draymond, now slick, Draymond just loud. The reason Draymond, I think, has to prove something, and I'm just going to make the small point, hopefully we have time to elaborate on it, maybe not. The reason Draymond has to prove something is this. He's gotten in to the hall. He's gotten into conversations of all-time defensive greatness because of who he rolls with. You are the company you keep. He rolls with Steve Kerr, one of the greatest coaches of the generation. Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters in history. Steph Curry, the greatest shooter in history. So he's gotten so much of a pass because of who he's rolled with. Now, though, the eyes are on him. Oh, slick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I see you chomping uh, at the bit. Uh, but you just described him as the best defensive player of his era. So he's earned his priors as well. Yeah. It's not as if he was loud and winning. It sounds like, oh, he was along for the ride. No. He was a huge contributing factor. And I will say that he needs to deliver that because if there's a, 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 a deficit, if there's a place where the Warriors have not delivered in this series, it has been at the defensive end. The two losses Celtics uh, shot uh, either 50% or close to. And so that's where he contributes the most. But it just sounds a little bit like you're saying – he was just loud and he was part of this winning formula. And that's why we allowed him to be who he is. No, he contributed to that winning in a significant way. He deserves as much recognition for the winning of the Warriors in previous finals as anybody else. And that's where you and I differ. It's not as if he has to live up to or make up for having won on the backs of Steph and Clay previously, and now it's Draymond's turn to deliver it. No, he delivered then, and if he doesn't deliver now, they're going to lose. But I'm not going to separate the two. You know what, Slick? On paper, what you said is exactly correct. Exactly right. That's a real life. But in real life, in reality, it's not. You want to know why people are picking out Draymond? The seven-time all-defensive team, Draymond, the guy, like you said, who's already bona fide, a champion. Why are we still picking at Draymond? Because people still question who Draymond is. Mm -hmm. He went along for that ride, and some people will say, how overrated is Draymond? Imagine Draymond Green just goes to a team with great shooters, not the best shooters mm -hmm. of all time, mm -hmm. just great shooters Talk. or just average shooters. Talk. People have these conversations about Draymond. You want to know why? Mm -hmm. Because they don't see it from Draymond specifically. Talk. So whenever no, Draymond so slips, Emmy. whenever he drops the ball just one time, Talk. ah, they prounce on him. They pounce on him and say, 
That's what we're talking about. Who are you, Draymond? You but it. I don't even think that it stops there. Here's Steph Curry, uh, do who that, should be protected. Yeah. Security is different than just being somewhere. Like, you could be somewhere but not secure. You know about balance. You could be somewhere but out of balance. Steph Curry is a top 20 all-time player, but he's not in proper balance because right now, here's the conversation swirling. Steph Curry, you can win finals MVP and no championship from it. Oh, before, all you would do is win championships and no finals MVP. So now, Steph Curry, you are the leader of the only team in NBA history up 3-1 and lost that championship. Oh, and the one championship you got was against the Steph stopper in Della Vadova. Oh, it wasn't about KD and you. KD wasn't better than you, you just deferred. Well, then where are your championships at? Without KD against a bona fide opponent. This is where everyone is circling their criticism. Draymond, yeah, but it doesn't stop with Draymond. That's why, to me, there's pressure on Steph Curry to get this monkey off his back. Finally say, I did it, and I did it against a real opponent, and I did it as the leader. Coming up, the Rams are the defending champs. I thought you won some more. I told you, like, nah, I'm good. But will they get out of the NFC this season? More. We're going to reveal our top five NFC teams next. Oh, speak for yourself. Oh, hella went there. Hella went. I don't, I don't want to call that. This offseason, we all thought Tom Brady had played in his last NFL game, but retirement talk is on hold, and the GOAT is set for his 23rd season. Brady said yesterday, quote, I'm really excited about going out there to try to compete and win a championship. Brady's return to Tampa makes them Super Bowl contenders. That's why we're focusing on the NFC. So, Acho, give us your top five NFC teams. Oh, oh I think that's split. I think that's split. <laughs> Oh, oh, look at you. That being right there, you got to bring them pinkies together, oh, young man. That hurt me. That hurt me. That hurt me. Give me your That's top five. That's why I play bro. defense, man. Oh, man. My top yeah. five, man, I'm dope. I don't even want this. I don't even want to play. I don't want that. Bro, take that ball, man. Like boys in the hood. My top five <laughs> NFC teams. Number five. Who you got? How about the Cowboys? How about the Cowboys? Why? Because oh, honestly, I think about who they lost at receiver. Amari Cooper. They're going to miss him. Who okay. they have at CeeDee Lamb. Like CeeDee Lamb is a beast, but he looks way too much like me at the opening of that. Dropping too many <laughs> passes that he needs. Dak Prescott, <sighs> beast. We know what he's capable of, but go. Dak Prescott does fall short at times. And Mike McCarthy, I do not believe in there at five. At four. Mm. Here you go. <laughs> I'm going to talk over it. Homer! No, no you are rooting for these The Eagles. difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys was roughly three games last year. Cowboys lose Amari Cooper. Huh, huh. Cowboys lose a pass rusher at Randy Gregory. Yeah. Eagles add A.J. Brown. What okay. does that do? Alleviate the stress Woo. on uh, Devontae Smith. Huh. Jalen Hurts now in his second year as a full-time starter. Okay. Not to mention the beast they added up front in the linebacker position in the draft. At three, mm. Green Bay Packers. Let's go. Aaron Rodgers. Got to respect him. I don't believe in the Packers. Okay. At all. At three? But I believe in Aaron Rodgers. There you go. And truth be told, the NFC is really not that competitive. Mm. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. It's only about six, seven legitimized teams, but Aaron mm. Rodgers, the most legitimate quarterback. Okay. At two. Yes, yes, Tampa yes, Bay yes, Buccaneers. Yes, yes. Franchise record, yes. 13 wins last season. Mm. Tom Brady coming back. As long as you got Brady, you got a chance. You're going to be dominant. But I love what they did defensively. Akeem Hicks, you know about him. Beast. Defensive tackle, coming from the Chicago Bears. An absolute beast. Beast. Defensively, still beast. Devin White, Levante David, they're just loaded defensively. And they have Tom Brady. That's really all mm. you need in this life. And number one, <laughs> it's easy. Los Angeles Rams. Okay. They have some losses. Odell Beckham, I understand Rams. all that. But they are the reigning champs. 
champs, the Super Bowl champs, Matthew Stafford back, Cup back, Donald back. How about Bobby Wagner? There you go. How about Allen Robinson? Mm. But more importantly, it's not just coming back. They're coming back, and they're coming back happy. Mm. And it's funny, right? Athletes are millionaires. Athletes are paid. Athletes are all these things. Athletes really be aggravated to show up to work, except when they are contractually happy. Mm. The Rams' best players are all contractually happy. Ramsey, Wagner, Cup, Donald, Stafford, New Deal, New Deal, New Deal. Everybody happy. Mm. I think the Rams run it back. Okay. I like that list. I'm going to put my list up there. We might have an issue or two, but let's start off with the Green Bay Packers because in Aaron Rodgers, I trust at number five. Three straight 13-win seasons. I don't expect 13 wins this year, obviously with the loss of Devontae Adams, but when you still got that guy, and this is what's interesting about my highlights. I'm showing Aaron Rodgers throw the football. You show me the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts, he running the football. That's not going to help your case over there, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you're number five. Number four, the only undefeated team last year after week seven, the Arizona Cardinals, which have gotten better every single year with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. People slept on this team because they got injured. And then last year we saw the injury to Hopkins. And then you saw the injury as well to my man. And now he's back healthy. Hopkins, we know, six-game suspension, but will come back. They have a ton of weapons, especially on the offensive side. I expect this team to still continue to improve. Let's go with number three. Who you got, Marcellus? Ah, you said that they're happy? Yes, they are happy. The Los Angeles Rams. Three. But sometimes, you know, there's a Super Bowl hangover. Sometimes you're happy. You can get fat and full. Well, that ain't fat right there. That dude in shape and ready and is happy. But... The Rams might take a step back because they're fighting for another Super Bowl championship. Will game three matter to them? Will game 11 matter to them as they have their sights set on the ultimate prize? Interesting to watch them. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm with you there. It's just Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady coming back, and he makes everyone play above their heads. The ultimate osmosis occurs when you're around Tom Brady because that winning becomes contagious. So Tom Brady will lead this team in a division with a lot of question marks and some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Number one, (laughs) you need to take them Eagles off and put up them Cowboys. How do you like them Cowboys? You know that they played the Eagles last year twice. They did. And beat them by a combined 40 points. That happened. So Yeah, that happened. Cowboys are still blossoming. The Cowboys haven't fully realized their potential. They have their number one receiver because he was the number one receiver last year. And CeeDee Lamb, figure out your running back position in terms of carries with Pollard. And then all of a sudden, you got something here because Dak Prescott, they own the NFC East. That's already six games in your pocket before you even get started. You can't switch them out and not have the Dallas Cowboys at the top. The problem sell the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, as much as we all love him, they're like that Pre, you know, that, 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 that sixth grader that develops too soon. What do you mean, man child? Sixth grade, yes. man child. And everybody yes. has one of them. He got recruited school. and never made pro. And never yeah, made yeah, pro. I know they peaked too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dak's best year was his rookie year. Don't do that, that was the year he had the MVP vote. Zeke's best year was his rookie year. Okay, you so, go like, there. if you're still <laughs> hoping for the Cowboys to be a number one team, this isn't 2016. 12 wins it's last year. 12 wins last year, right? Swept through their division. I, I, everyone's gotten better Thanks. in their division. On I got paper. one question then. But are they going to beat the Cowboys? Fair. Now let's do this. Uh-oh. We're Tom here. Brady, yep, yep. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, yep. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Yeah. We know this much. Yeah. Teams go as far as their quarterbacks. 
Rank the quarterbacks right now. Rank the quarterbacks? Rank the quarterbacks the on your list. Rank the quarterbacks in terms of, uh, I got to go Aaron Rodgers sir. right there with Matthew Stafford. Okay. I almost have y'all tied. Fine. Then next, Tom Brady. Yes, sir. Then I got Dak Prescott. And I got Kyler Murray. Thing. So Dak Prescott is your fourth best quarterback yeah. on your list of teams. Mm. Assuming that Dak is your fourth best quarterback, the Cowboys roster isn't better than all of these other rosters, yeah. except maybe the Packers roster. So you're asking for Dak Prescott to be that much better than all the quarterbacks that you have him worse. Can you walk with me right here? I'm is walking. Joe Burrow a top two quarterback in the league? Nope. But he was one of the final two teams in the league. But right? in the AFC, you oh. can make the argument that he was top three. <laughs> you stretching. There is a Patrick Mahomes. Yes, sir. There is a Justin Justin Herbert. Stop. Josh Allen. What? Okay. And then, oh, okay. And then Joe Burrow. You're saying Joe Burrow's better than Justin Herbert? Okay, we're going to have that conversation. Mark that, Heller. See, that's a positive for you. Right now, Cowboys have the easiest division that's of true. all these yes, teams in yes, the NFC to go out there and face, at least psychologically. We you're know right. the Eagles look better on paper, but psychologically and probably on the field. They've been whooping them lately. Right. So you're that's right. going to put them up in the NFC. Who had the best record last year of all NFC teams against opponents? The Dallas Cowboys, they were 10-2 against NFC opponents. It's just a little deeper. I'm not saying that the Dallas Cowboys necessarily are the best team, but they're going to have the best results, uh, and that's going to put them in the best position. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Do it. All right, let's switch this to the USFL and take a look back at all the action from Week 8. You mad because you so? Tell me y'all talk to seven. It's your last day. What you going to do with today? Cookus gets away. Airing it deep. It's a touchdown. Wow. Through an absolute dime. That's an outstanding grab. Here comes the explosion and the power. Coming up with authority. And a giant hit from the safety. Come up and say hello. Here's the mobility. There it is. Fires a dart. Case Cookus on the run. He'll take it all the way to salt the playoffs for the Philadelphia Stars. The USFL is oh, wrapping oh, up. I know, bro. I got to work on my hands, man. Simple for USFL them. wrapping up the regular season soon. Just two more weeks until the playoffs. Who playoff football? Mm. Now, mm. to get you ready for week nine, we're going to tell you a couple of players that we're checking for. Mm-hmm. You need to be checking for them, too. Marcel, let's get started. Oh, let's go in the trenches. My man leading the league in sacks right now, Chris Odom, defensive end for the Houston Gamblers. He had three sacks last week, adding to his league lead of 11 sacks. Gamblers lost to the Bandits, but Odom still shined, my dog, and was named Defensive Player of the Week. All right, Acho, who's your star to watch? An absolute beast Please. at the quarterback position. Case Cookus, quarterback of the Philadelphia Stars. No bias on this one because Cookus has been cooking. <laughs> he dominated last week, four touchdown passes, but that wasn't it. Mm. Added over 100 rushing yards with another touchdown in the Stars' win against the Panthers. Now, Cooking Cookus was all also named Offensive Player of the Week. Now, Cookers are showing us why, regardless, is one of the top quarterbacks in the USFL. Why he's regarded, that is, as one of the top quarterbacks of the USFL. Now, take a look. Since week three. Right here. He's been balling. He's thrown for just over 1,000 yards, 10 passing touchdowns. That is a league lead since week three, and his team has clinched a playoff First, who cookies? I see him out there cooking. Well, Sunday, the action continues with a USFL doubleheader, starting with the Bandits and Breakers at 4 Eastern on Fox. Then flip over to FS1 for Stars and Maulers at 7.30 Eastern. USFL football, Sunday on Fox and FS1. Coming up, the Warriors are down for now. But can they fight back and still win this series? We'll answer that next 
Oh, speak for yourself. Stop with the prompto and uh, the typos, Heller. Warriors <laughs> going to try to avoid going down 3-1 to one in the NBA Finals, but they got to win tonight on the road. Now, history is not on Golden State's side because teams that are down 2-1 in the Finals have only come back to win about 20% of the time. That's not good. But Marcellus Wiley, can the Warriors still win this series? Can. I can? Say. Oh, God. I am going to be a hater and say no. I'm going to actually be a hater and say no. Because the word can makes me say, oh, of course you can, mathematically. But the game is not played on calculators. So, actually, they can't win this series. Let me tell you why. One, Boston has not lost back-to-back games this entire postseason. That's not what they do. Boston is a winning team at home and a winning team on the road. Actually, historically, one of the best road teams we've ever seen in the postseason. Where Golden State is a losing team on the road, even though they're winners at home. Oh, but they have one blemish at home, and that came from these same Boston Celtics. You remember the Warriors, who the entire postseason didn't lose but two games by double digits. Then in this series alone, in four games, they've lost two games by double digits. Boston got their number, bro. So even if the Golden State Warriors wins another game, they better hope it's tonight. But if they go down 3-1, it's a wrap. Because you're 1-35 when you're down 3-1. Unless you're the Golden State Warriors, because you could be that one. <laughs> Remember, Cleveland Cavaliers came back on these Golden State Warriors. Everywhere I look, dog, I try to find confidence. And then I just realized, nah, man, it's okay to hate on these boys. Because it's a wrap. They can't win this series. Yes, they can. And yes, they will. Mm. I won't say with relative ease, but it will find, and they will find, a way to get done. Get uh-huh. it done. You win the Knights 2-2. It's very, very, very simple. Just look at the step ahead of you. You win tonight, it is 2-2. You go back to Golden State, 2-2. Now it's just best of three. Mm. First team to two wins, that's Mm. it. Now it's best of three, and you get to host two of the games. So if the Warriors, when the Warriors win tonight, it's 2-2. Go back, handle business. If you look at the history of this Golden State squad, they've lost in the finals twice. Mm. One of the times they lost to LeBron James, maybe the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. The other time they lost because they were without Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, if not for maybe missing a three, could have got them all the way to game seven. Mm. So the Warriors are taking L's, but have taken L's in the finals because they went up against the greatest ever, greatest ever don't play for Boston, or they were without Klay and KD. It's not happening right now. Mm. So as I see it, the Warriors will win this series. They just have to get back on track. Keep this in mind, though. Everything I've said up to this point, you could argue a little bit of hyperbole. (laughs) But now I'm just be real. Mm. The Warriors have yet to catch their break. Their break? Their break. Everybody typically over the course of a final series, they're going to catch a break. Okay. The Boston Celtics, game one. Horford, 26 points. Derek White, 21 points. So although you might try to argue, well, Tatum sucked in game one. Yeah, that wasn't the Warriors catching a break because Horford and White combined for 47 points. Game two, Klay Thompson, once again, off. The Warriors have yet to catch their break. Game three, Steph Curry, right when they're about to make a run, injures his ankle. Mm. Doesn't even injure his ankle. He got his ankle injured. Yeah, Let's yeah. not get it twisted. He okay. didn't run and twist his ankle on his own. So the Warriors haven't even caught a break yet, Sal. Wait till the Warriors catch their break. Because it will come. Mm. Eventually, you're going to hit a hurdle. It just happens. Wait till the Warriors catch their break. They even it up. They take advantage. They'll win the series. Oh, man. Maybe they won't catch a break this series because they caught so many breaks on the way to this series.
Denver Nuggets. Uh, anybody seen Murray? Anybody? Porter Jr.? Anybody? Oh, where's John Morant? Oh, he hurt? Oh, okay. Sorry. Them breaks already happened for the Warriors. <laughs> they out of breaks, bro. They need to take a break from this series and come back when they're fully loaded. And that's the problem. Steph is hurt right now. Clay is 80-some, 90% of himself. And Draymond, oh, God. Even compared to Draymond. Forget Draymond compared to other great players. Draymond compared to Draymond is a lesser version of him in terms of production right now in this postseason and these finals especially. So now we got this team fatigued, hurt, whatever you want to call it. They're losing to a team that they're supposed to be ahead of. And that's an issue. Steph Curry, I know he only played in two of the three fourth quarters, but he has six total points in two games in fourth quarters. And that's before injury. Mm, Good luck, man. I just see this series is Boston defensively. A more deep team, a better balanced team, and a team that has figured this situation out. They figured out how to play the Golden State Warriors. Go, Steph. Where are you going? No one else is coming with you consistently. So you'll see Clay pop one day. You'll see Jordan Poole pop one game. You'll see Draymond try for a game two. But the point is, consistently, where is their Robin? And I think that's the issue. So I'm looking at the Warriors historically, and man... They've not been in this position before unless they were going against a team that wasn't fully loaded. Boston, they're fully loaded. Coming up, Devontae Adams is already comparing his former quarterback Aaron Rodgers to his new quarterback, Derek Carr. Mm. We'll tell you if he kept it 100 or just 99. Next on Speak for Yourself. 2-2, though. I hear that. On this show, we only know how to keep it 100. But others out there, y'all know. Y'all keep it 99. So each day, we're going to get to the bottom of who's really telling the truth. I'll show case in point. Watch this. Devontae Adams spent eight seasons with reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Now he's comparing his former quarterback with his new quarterback, Derek Carr. Take a listen. Stop lying, dog. As far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar, if, you, if, if I'm keeping it real. Derek's arm strength, and, and they throw the ball a lot different. Like, Derek is going to fire it in there, and you, you're going to know that thing's coming quick, and Aaron's got the ability to just kind of tighten that core up and just flick the ball to you. Acho, is Devontae Adams keeping it 100 or 99? Uh, He's keeping it 9.9. <laughs> but here's my thing, though. You know, Cell, you can get so infatuated with the person that you forget who they really are because of your feeling. Mm. Keep in mind, Devontae Adams won and Derek Carr, they go back, go back to college. Way but back. beyond that, yeah. Devontae Adams has gotten paid because of Derek Carr. If Derek Carr would not have been such a huge co-signature for Devontae mm. Adams, both Prior years from now and this year, yeah. Devontae Adams doesn't get paid in the same way. So as I look at it, I think he might, in his mind, yeah. be keeping it 100. But to compare Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers, oh, that's bad. That's bad, right? So are you saying that Devontae's paying it backwards since you got me paid? I'm now going to pay it backwards and say, hey, guess what? Y'all have not properly assessed who my quarterback is. He keeping it nine. Nine. What is he talking about? Even if this narrative is true, which is not, that means that Derek Carr has ultimately underachieved with all this talent and ability because he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has the accomplishments. See, this is when people, this is why I hate pandering. Because you try to look out for somebody, be like, yeah, I'm going to hook you up. And then in the end, you're really hurting them. Tell the truth. 
Aaron Rodgers here. Derek Carr here. But, hey, Derek Carr is still a beast. Don't try and slide I got him. two thoughts, though. Okay. Two thoughts. The first thought is this. What if in De- uh, Devontae Adams' mind, Derek Carr actually is that good? And the second thought being, if Marcellus was going to say, well, if Derek Carr was that good, Derek Carr would have more to show for it. Derek Carr has never had Devontae Adams. Oh. So Devontae Adams could be like, look, yeah. ex- look what Derek Carr is going to do when yeah. he has me. Okay. That's what Derek Carr has been missing is me, okay. not the talent. Okay. Is, De- is Devontae Adams similar to Amari Cooper? Yeah, tomorrow. Way better. Wait, Devontae Allen, way better, yes, right? Sir. Okay, so why can't we just call that like it is? Way better. And then Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr? Aaron Rodgers way better. That's how we should keep this. That's the same gap. Amari Cooper to Devontae Adams, Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers. But isn't this subjective? For example, okay. if somebody if, if somebody were asking Marie, how is, Mar- is Marcellus Wiley just the most attractive Depends person? Depends on who she is. Go, she's going to be like, oh, Marcellus Wiley is the apple of my eye. I have never seen someone more attractive. She's keeping it 100. But <laughs> yeah. somebody else might be like, but is he? Oh, so it's subjective now. Okay, so based on what your lens is, is based on what your experience is, it could be anything. So why y'all so mad at Kyrie? He thinks the world is flat. Nobody had a problem with it. In his eyes, it's subjective. Through his lens, <laughs> on his plane, in private jet, it looks flat. Now, that's it for us. Have a great weekend. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs>